on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. <laughs> Say hey, I to chat GBT. Microsoft is binging artificial intelligence to the SERPs. Google Ads auto-applied recommendations have gone from bad to key worse. <laughs> Twitter might be saying adieu to the new view count display. All on today's show. Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock, just stay tuned. Digital marketing news, but let's get specific. Digital ads, SEO and analytics, social media and more. Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform. New shows every Friday. We give you the news with sass and puns and definitely high takes. Thank you for tuning in. You know what time it is. It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld, aka Shep. I'm Nicole Waddington. And I'm Jess Budd. And it's officially marketing o'clock. Here on January 6th, 2023. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another fantastic episode. We are blessed to be joined by the lovely Nicole Waddington, and we're going to have you a couple weeks in a row because this week was unplanned Mm -hmm. because Greg has come down with a case of the Bruno 19. Plural. (laughs) (laughs) He is at home just like nursing himself back to health. Greg, get well soon. I've heard it. He said it's just like a common cold for him. So that's good news, and we're excited to get the recap of that here in a couple weeks. Um, and it's always great to be joined by Nicole. Yeah. I'm always happy to be here. We love Except, a good ladies' night. Mm-hmm. I have kind of have beef with you. Here comes. <laughs> Everyone knows the story here. Okay, so I only get a haircut a couple times a year. I'm a long-haired girl. It honestly looks a little bit better with split ends. But then, so like two or three times a year. But then when it's too long, I just like need one immediately. I'm like dying. I can't live my life. It's like in my armpits. It's terrible. So a couple weeks ago, it was actually like my 30th birthday. It was like a big deal. And I was ready for a haircut, but my hairdresser was on maternity leave. So I didn't know where to go. So I treated myself to this fancy dancy haircut at this like local hotel spa. Luxurious experience. I'm coming in on Monday and feeling great about myself. And Nicole Waddington... (laughs) Decides the same weekend to cut like five inches off of her hair. Decides? So all day, Nicole, everyone's like, oh, Nicole, you look so fabulous. Nobody's even noticing my hair at all. Oh, Nicole, it's so fresh. It looks great. Like, what's the story? Did you hear me this morning comment on how nice her hair still looks? We're still talking about it. (laughs) And here I am. Context for my haircut. No thought whatsoever. A bunch of my friends were watching the World Cup final. And when they were doing whatever they call it, the shootout, I was like, oh, this would be spicy. What if I cut my hair if Argentina wins? And so I texted to the group chat. And then I was like, oh, who won? Argentina won. I had to book a haircut in the next hour and I got my hair cut. That's really it had to be in the next hour? No, I just said, like, I said I, the bet was I'd do it. Day of. And you said it was going to be like a severe chop. Yeah. Yeah. It looks so good. It does. Though. It really suits you. It really looks I'm nice. happy for yeah. you. I'm just a little bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else going on? Um, new addictions. Um, Greg <laughs> has gotten me into energy drinks mm. and pre workouts. What? And he told me to try 
I don't know what brand it was. It was like some peach flavored pre-workout. And he's like, oh, it's going to be a tingling sensation. And you're going to be amped up. And it's just great. I've never had one of these in my life. I've never had like a Red Bull or any type of energy drink. Do you drink coffee? I do. Okay. It's different. But it, it's this, different. This is different. This is, is it called C4? Is that what yes. it's called? Yes. yes. That's what it was. I think I'm addicted. Do you actually drink it before a workout? I do. I do. <laughs> wow. You should I, be sitting in this chair. I'm in Greg's chair. I, I plan out my day around the energy drink and the workout oh. more than I'd like to admit. That is wow. so not on brand for you and crazy. It must be the hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's the the yawn. The year of Nicole. <gasps> Are you on pre-workout now? No. No, I have to wait. I have hot yoga and a run after after work. You do it so. before hot yoga? That's yeah, you must no, be I drink, sweating. No, I drink, I drink half of it before hot yoga. I finish it on my drive to the gym so that it kicks in for my run. That is so Wow. Crazy. How long does it take to kick in for you? Because when I drank this, it took like three hours and I was not expecting it. Oh, no. I think it's fast acting, like hmm. within the hour. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm happy for you that Greg could be a positive peer pressure, apparently. <laughs> Just what's new with you. Well, bad habits are rubbing off on everybody. I had the pleasure with my son of attending Shep's daughter's birthday party over the weekend. And the little man needed to poop. So we were sitting in the bathroom, which is in the kitchen. There were a lot of kids playing outside of the bathroom door and he's sitting on the toilet and we're really having a hard time with the pooping the peeing he's great the pooping is really hard so he's sitting there and i'm making him sit for a while and tables you're gonna have to bleep me we're sitting there and a, a magnet like a letter magnet slides <laughs> under the door and i kid you not my son from the toilet struggling to poop points at it and goes Fuck off oh my god <laughs> i was like excuse me and he was like Fuck off I was like, off. I was like, what are you saying? He's like, fuck off. And I was like, you can't, buddy. Like, and I've told him, like, within the previous week, he asked what fuck meant. And I'm like, it's a bad word. You don't say it. It's mean. We don't use it. And he, like, he must think it's different in that phrase. I don't know where he heard it, but he used it in the right context. And I was a little bit proud, but I was also mortified. What was it? It was like a V. It had nothing to do with that. It had nothing to do with that. And all I could think was that there's all these people in the kitchen hearing my son telling me to fuck off because they don't know there's a magnet on the it floor. It was very loud. Nobody heard it. Thank goodness. I was like embarrassed but proud. He used it. Well, properly. I feel like he learned it at my home, so I'm just horrified. I don't think so. You've met me, right? There are a lot of dodging <laughs> characters around. It was a great party, though. Loved it. Getting into the news this week, we have kind of a big scary one from Google Ads <laughs> that they tried to just slide under the radar. Um, this was first brought to my attention by Vincent Bima at Vincent Bima on Twitter. I definitely mispronounced your name and I'm sorry. It's an email and it says improvements to remove redundant keywords recommendation. So starts with dear Google Ads customer. Always know something's coming. It starts that way. <laughs> You're receiving this message because you have opted into automatically applying the remove redundant keywords recommendation in your account. And we are making some improvements to this recommendation type. Currently, the remove redundant keywords recommendation suggests redundant keywords within the same ad groups, destinations, bidding strategy, and match type. Starting January 19th, the recommendation can include keywords across different match types. So then it goes on to say why we're making this update. Redundant keywords are equivalent to higher performing keywords or keywords in broader match types. Mm. 
Removing these redundant keywords and consolidating your keywords across match types will help you manage your account more easily. It doesn't negatively impact your performance and still allows your ads to appear on the same searches. Point of clarification. If it is a higher performing keyword or a broader match type, the broader match type is not the higher performing keyword. Therefore, it would negatively impact your performance. That's what I would read that as. But what, again, to Google Ads, what is performance? To them, it's like you spending more money. Fair. And yeah, it's going to appear to the same searches and more because you're preferring the broader keyword. Um, okay, let me finish this. As an example for how this would work, if your ad group has the phrase match keyword women's hats and a broad match keyword ladies hats, we will recommend you remove the phrase match keyword since the broad match keyword ladies hats covers all searches from women's hats. So that's not even the <laughs> exact same text. No, like when no. I first read it, I thought it was going to be only if you had the exact same text. It's not. That's not redundant at all. No. Yeah. So Vincent tweeted, he said, this is going to hurt those who wing their accounts, meaning like just wing it, I think. I think. Robert Brady also spotted this this morning. He said, check your email. Google ads just change the remove redundant keywords recommendation to prefer broad match. It will remove a phrase match or exact match keyword if a broad match keyword covers it. Okay, so I think there's two parts of this that we need to talk about. First of all, they're now making it even clearer that they prefer broad match. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say better performing. It says better performing or broader match types. And I think they avoided saying like broader before as like a descriptive term because it's confusing with broad. And now they're just like, yep, confusing us. So God forbid anyone had like was trying to do manual bidding with different mm -hmm. match types in one ad group and had a higher bid for a more restrictive ad type and wanted to pay more for those searches like. This just messes, nobody could do that anymore if you have this auto-applied recommendation on and they're clearly like not recognizing that as a strategy at all. From there, this is why auto-applied recommendations are so terrifying because people opt into this, they're opting into one thing, they're opting into just if you have two identical, it's so freaking annoying, like two keywords that are the same, like exact match women's hats and exact match women's hats it would remove them so you're not being redundant and can manage things easier. This is not what people are opting into and you can just make that change without doing anything but sending an email. And hope that people read it because we're all ignoring these emails usually yeah. or skimming them and not catching these details. It's just scary. So I remember like maybe last year, even a year before, um, there were articles from people who are talking about like, these are the auto applied recommendations that could be safe to opt into. And like, here's a case for auto applied recommendations and how they can be used well. So there's things like add audience segments for reporting. I've seen that. It just adds them to observe, um, remove redundant keywords. You wouldn't think that would be scary or remove conflicting negative keywords you would think wouldn't be scary. But now you're agreeing to that and who knows what they could change it to down the line. Next up, according to a new report published by The Information, Microsoft and OpenAI are working on bringing AI to search. The plans are to use ChatGPT to answer top queries in the SERPs, which could take the form of full sentences that include information from the sources instead of like featured snippets or just a list of links. So they have an example in the article. It looks like The Information asked a question. They said Microsoft plans to incorporate, not in the SERPs, but just in general, Microsoft plans to incorporate OpenAI's GPT software into the Bing search engine. Can you give some bullet points of what a user experience could be like? And this is the response from ChatGPT. It says, 
It's possible that incorporating OpenAI's GPT technology into Bing could enhance the search experience in a number of ways, including, and now here are the bullets we asked for, providing more relevant and accurate search results, and then says a whole bunch more things, offering natural language search. Like, it, it's formatted exactly in the way that the question asks it to be formatted, and it also answers the question. We'll have the screenshot up on the video if you want to read the full thing. It's kind of crazy, and it, it just it sounds from the article like this could launch as early as March of this year, and in case you forgot, we're already in January and powering through it. So big things to come, maybe. Dr. Marie Haynes has some thoughts. Um, she cited a different article about it with a quote that really stuck with her. She said, Google has been using various large AI language models to improve its search engine subtly for years. So maybe big things are coming on the Google side too. Who knows? But then she drops this bomb, which I love. It's in a different tweet. When Google follows suit with Lambda or Palm or whatever it will likely be, it'll be even better and more accurate. And then she says, will people still come to your website? That's already what they don't want to happen, so mm -hmm. probably not if this gets really good. Again, she's talking about Google there, if it's better than what Microsoft is doing, but the point is they're both playing with it, and it's kind of scary how good it is just based on the example again in that article. I don't know. I don't know. It's different than what we talked about last week with like the chat, the interactive chat. This mm -hmm. is like straight up going to be in search results. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it pans out come March. But I feel like if you ask a really specific question, like that's how I wanted you guys remember Ask Jeeves. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask yeah. Jeeves a question and have him answer me. So I feel like that's what I was hoping for this whole time. But now that I'm older and wiser, I just feel like that's scary. It's also mm -hmm. interesting that Bing's doing it first. Google may be coming soon. They don't sleep on these things. So we'll see. Okay. And we have an update from Twitter safety with their square avatar at Twitter safety on Twitter. This tweet reads, we believe that cause-based advertising can facilitate public conversation around important topics. Today, we're relaxing our ads policy for cause-based ads in the U.S. We also plan to expand the political advertising we permit in the coming weeks. And then... They replied to themselves. I guess it's a thread. <laughs> um, moving forward, we will align our advertising policy with that of TV and other media outlets. As with all policy changes, we will first ensure our approach to reviewing and approving content protects people on Twitter. We'll share more details as this is a work in progress. So they're not giving a lot of detail about like what the new policies are going to be, but this is a pretty big step because you may remember they banned all political ads on the platform in 2019, which I appreciated. I don't really love seeing them. Um, and again, they say this is to, quote, facilitate public conversation around important topics. But we also know that politicians have, like, a lot of cash to spread mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. And Elon Musk needs to, like, make back his money on this investment. <laughs> so I feel like that's probably a big part of it, too. Definitely sounds a little bit shady. I cannot believe they didn't use the thread emoji to let us know there was going to be a follow-up mm, i know they don't know how to use their own platform that would have helped me right <laughs> replying to themselves <laughs> also true what else is happening nicole all right so from social media today twitter is testing an updated format for tweet view count display so we cover this last week um view count was initially implemented on the platform and it kind of created like a double line of stat summaries that displayed at the bottom left of a tweet. And a lot of people were complaining about it. And yeah, I think that looks worse. 
right? No, that's the old one. Okay. That's the old one. So Elon eventually said that Twitter users will be able to switch off this new view count. But in addition, Andrea Conway, a Twitter designer, went on Twitter and did a poll and proposed an updated design that wouldn't display view counts on tweets in your timeline. But then when you expanded the tweet, you would be able to see the view count. I like that more. Yeah. Yeah, I like the look of it. It's right next to the date and the time. Are we not going to talk about this Barbie? What's to talk about? She's beautiful. Oh, wow. Yeah. She looks like me after <laughs> back-to-back calls going into a podcast. <laughs> The caption is me rolling into work this morning after our company holiday party, but the alternate caption is just Bud rolling into this recording on nothing but Pepto Bismol. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we'll have to see what comes of this, but Elon does seem to be in favor of view count as an indication of actual tweet engagement. So I don't think it looks bad with the little, I like the expanded one more. It's It's a lot when it's stacked. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. Okay, and this week we have a couple of fun takes regarding the keyword matching change in Google Ads. So the first one is from the off of the episode, but never far from our hearts, Greg Finn. He basically had like kind of a recap tweet of it and then replied to himself, aka a thread, and said, whoops, didn't mean to raise your budget by $100. It's now $1,000. Deal with it. Because it's true. They're like promising to do one thing when you opt into this auto-applied recommendation, then they're just going to change what the recommendation is that they're auto-applying. It's the stuff of nightmares, people. We should all be very afraid. And if you're opted into anything, opt out now. Okay, second from Daniel Parscale at Daniel Parscale on Twitter. He tweeted, starting February 1st, all recommendations will be simplified to one of three categories. Update to broad match, increase your budget, or wipe using a pine cone. (laughs) So upsetting. I had to read that like four <laughs> times to make sure I was getting it right. Now it's time for this week's I See Why Am I. I See Why Am I, people. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. I See Why Am I, people, from Tad Miller at JS Tad. J- <laughs> Just a tad, just, just right? Just a tad. <laughs> J-S-T-A-T-A-D. I think it's just a tad. Just a tad. Mm-hmm. Okay. He says, Psst. Hey, PPC chat. I shut off optimized targeting in my Google remarketing campaigns. The before and after is receiving 49% fewer invalid clicks that I believe were the cause of most of my bogus form fills. It's over 14,000 fewer invalid clicks from those campaigns. So I would like to say that your remarketing campaign wasn't really a remarketing campaign if you had optimized targeting turned on, but I'm really, really happy that you're sharing this because this is what the problem is. People set up a remarketing campaign. This is like a tiny little setting that you may not know is on and it's like ruining everything. So turn it off. Now it's time for this week's pew pew lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts, paid, organic, and social. 
We have a new source that I'm loving. <laughs> it's called Bleeping Computer. <laughs> Not to be confused with Bleeping Toddler. <laughs> Jess's <Nice>. family. <laughs> um, they have a new report saying that malware operators have been using and abusing Google Ads to spread malware to unsuspecting internet browsers who are looking for different forms of software. So some examples were Grammarly, Slack, Audacity, Ring. Then... The last one on this list is Brave. I'm like, these poor people are looking for like privacy, the safe option for a browser, and you're going to malware attack them? That's so sad. Then, this is a little quote from the article. The threat actors clone the official website of the above projects and distribute Trojanized versions of the Mm. software when users click the download button. Extra safe. I just thought that made malware sound really fun. And if you're trying to make me like think these are like cool, like, I don't know, motorcycle gang guys from Justice Show. What? (laughs) Trojanized? Are you talking about condoms or Greek mythology? Greek mythology. Oh, I thought I was thinking what you were thinking. Thank you. No, yeah. that's what they mean, right? <laughs> of course, but didn't you? You didn't laugh when I said extra safe. Oh, I didn't hear that. <laughs> what does that have to do with Sons of Anarchy? I usually miss your jokes and then hear them when I'm listening back and giggle. Sorry, I'm just too focused on what I have to say now. Well, why are you coming for the motorcycle guy? I feel like the point of this sentence was to like make it sound bad, but I think they're making the the malware guys sound like cool, like super villains. <laughs> Oh, and I just thought okay. it'd be fun to listen to me try to say that sentence on the podcast. So you're welcome, everybody. Trojanized. <laughs> From Dario Zanoni at Dario Zanoni on Twitter. He said, first time seeing into Instagram multi-advertiser ads in the wild. So it has an advertiser name, an image, and a CTA button. And he's scrolling um, horizontally. And it's like going through all of these ads. But there's no additional text. So if you're doing these, all the examples shown have text in the image and some have a lot more text than others. Um, but that's just something important to think about that these are only going to show with your image. So plan for that. Thank you, Dario. Okay, and we have an update on PPC Dave, who we read a story from him last week about porn privacy and fraud. And I made a little joke about the PPC standing for porn and privacy. And I don't know what the C stood for. So anyway, we just have an update for anyone who wanted to check in on PPC Dave, see how he was doing from Discord. He said, yesterday I was listening to the podcast while up a ladder, (laughs) putting away some heavy boxes of Christmas decorations away in my garage's rafters. First of all, that was fast. It was nice out. It's still Mm -hmm. Christmas in my house. I picked the wrong time to listen as this post made the podcast. And when the comment was made, does the PPC and PPC Dave stand for porn and privacy? At that point, I lost my concentration and a green trash bag full of Christmas lights hit me in the head before falling on the garage floor. No damage was done. I will have to remember to only listen while I'm in a safe environment in the future. Next time I will pick a username on Discord. I'll have to remember not to use my porn name. Bravo! <laughs> that was just like, he's an excellent writer. Mm-hmm. Great storytelling there. Yeah. Um, Major Clark Griswold vibes too yes. with the Christmas. And yeah. really important warning. Like you never know what you're going to hear on this show. Trojanized, whatever. <laughs> so just be careful out there, everybody. Jess, <laughs> oh my God, you're doing organic. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> 
not We're well. We're ready. <laughs> okay. So first up in organic this week, Tales from SEO Reddit. Ooh. I wrote in the notes, pause for Chef to say C and D. But Greg steals it all the time. No, but I'm stealing okay. it. Whatever. It's just a Trojanized version. You can steal anything. <laughs> User redfox underscore six nine asks an important question. Should we rel no follow social media? And John Mueller steps in to say, links to your own profile? Absolutely not. And then underneath it in brackets says, OMG, this will certainly be a fun ride. So he knows what he's getting into when he answers this. And RedFox69 underscore 69 pops back in with some witty banter, but basically says, I'm confused whether or not this reply is a joke. And John says, add a rel equals me, don't add a rel equals no file, no follow. And for those of you who like rel equals me that didn't know that that was a thing, <laughs> it's basically a way to say here is another representation of me elsewhere. So if you're linking out to your social profiles from your website, that's a perfect example of what that signal can do. So that's his official guidance, I guess, um, or unofficial because it's on Reddit. But um, Barry Schwartz, thank you. First of all, recently crowned BFF of the show, 2020. Um, thank you, by the way, for recapping this so eloquently. His coverage of it says it is less about Google and more about how some social media platforms work to verify who you are. This is really not a Google SEO question, to be clear. So all of you people that are listening that think you just need to add this to all of your links, you really don't have to. But John said it's best practice. So if you want to, go ahead. I'm sure people will. Yeah, they will. That's fine. That's how you want to spend your time here in the new year. Keeping it Barry here from Search Engine Roundtable, Google has dropped the 110-character limit from article headline structured data, updating their guidelines to say instead, quote, consider using a concise title as long titles may be truncated on some devices, end quote. Whatever, I don't really have a strong opinion, but I think character limits are kind of like speed limits. You're either actually limited by them or people feel like they need to go the speed limit and they'll try and fill it. And I don't like that it's a, either. It's such a beautiful yeah. analogy. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's the best work I'll do on this entire show. Wow. That's true. But right? Like some people are like, I got, I have, yeah. same thing with ads. Like I have all this space. I need to fill it. You don't. Say what you need to say. Don't be long-winded like I am right now. Right for humans, basically. Uh, from another BFF, once a BFF, always a BFF of the show, Glenn Gabe, he tweeted with some charts. Very interesting to see TikTok drop heavily in search visibility after surging during most of 2022. Still up compared to the beginning of 2022, but that's a huge drop in visibility over the past several months. Seems like profiles dropping in rank. I'll dig in more soonish, he says. And you can see it starts um, kind of peaking from May to July and then starts going back down in July. So there's a bit of back and forth. Um, again, this was on Twitter. People are speculating politics are to blame or Google seeing TikTok as a threat in one way or another, uh, either politically or as a competitor. But Glenn has a far less conspiratorial theory, if that's a word. Um, just trojanizing English here. He said, seems like it could be an adjustment based on the May 2022 Broadcore update surge, which was massive. Maybe those listings aren't as relevant. It's still up compared to the start of 2022, just not even close to what it was in the fall after surging for most of 2022. So he did say he's going to dig in more if we have more updates on this. I'm sure we'll report. But his theory right now is it's just from a core update. I feel like Glenn should get on TikTok. Is he not? I don't know. I haven't seen him on there. I'd love to bring this conversation there. He could like be showing his charts and a green screen behind him. Ooh. I think it'd be nice. 
Yeah, as an avid user of TikTok, I concur. Last up here in organic, this is from Raul Sivasaria. Apologies if I butchered that. At Raul Sivasaria on Twitter, he says grammar check and then confused monocle emoji and tagged Barry Schwartz at Rusty Brick. Has a screenshot of looks like mobile search results. He put in a query and there's a grammar check right at the top. It says grammar check with a green check mark like you did it and it says I need your help to see it through which Barry then reached out to confirm that that's exactly what the query was and it was so Google is grammar checking queries but like no other people couldn't replicate it so I don't really know I would love to see what it looks like if the grammar isn't right but who cares this is when I'm least grammatically correct maybe you're just like checking though why would you use Google don't you ever Google something to see how to spell it Oh, yeah. but I would say like X versus X or something, or X versus Y, yeah, like there no. versus I, there. I, I like They're kind of for stuff, Grammarly. I type mm-hmm. stuff in like, you know, like Bushisms, like if there's a phrase that I know, like I kind of have right on the dot, but yeah. maybe not, and I check it, I like put what I think it, it is. And, and it's going to tell you it's grammatically incorrect though, like that's not what you're looking for, right? I would see, you're right, I need to see what it looks like yeah. when you're incorrect. I don't know. I just, I also am a little bit concerned that we're telling Google we need their help to see it through. I don't know what it is, but prayers for you, Raul. And it's like, I feel like grammar, you need like the whole paragraph. You can't just like plop in a random sentence. That's and be true. Like, he did use the right version of your though, which mm-hmm. is maybe all it was checking for. It's just an interesting, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. We should throw Trojanized in there, see what happens. Yeah, but it would be like accurate. And here are some shopping results. All right, that's it for organic. What's happening in social, bud? Nicole? (laughs) So starting off from the desk of Greg, he got a Facebook update that was letting him know that starting January 30th, Meta will no longer support the ability for sellers to create vehicle and real estate rental listings using a Facebook business page. Basically, to sum up this long-winded email from Facebook, you will have to start using your personal Facebook profile if you want to create any vehicle or real estate listings. So for auto businesses, they're launching a new dealer marketing hub, which I clicked off to the link on. It's live, but it wasn't very informative, pretty ambiguous (laughs) about what the alternative is. And then for real estate businesses, they can continue to create listings, but just from a personal profile. All existing listings will be deleted from your business page. So Facebook recommends you download them prior to January 30th. What? So a lot of people, at least in a Reddit thread I was digging around in, were happy because users have complained that there's a ton of fake listings um, or like $1 listings to try to entice people. But at least from the business standpoint, very inconvenient to have to Who deal with all that this. From their personal, I don't. I have a lot of questions, and they're not relevant. Our favorite Adam Mazzari or Mazzari, he made a video on Instagram's 2023 focuses to end 2022, and his first was inspire people to be creative. Two, help people discover things they love. And three, spark connections between people. What does that even mean? <laughs> Nothing. Also, he when Greg put this in Discord, you can join his community.marketingclock.com. I should have mm-hmm. said that when we were talking about PPC Dave. Um, he said he put the link to the article and said, Shep, 
short sleeves because <laughs> Adam was oh, yeah. <laughs> Were his muscles showing? I, I liked his background and everything. It looked like it was like new year, new, mm. new Adam. Yeah. Minute. Let me it was open fresh, that. white t-shirt, mm-hmm. you know? He's inspiring people to be creative. Yeah. Wear more plain colors. <laughs> and then last in social, we have TikTok adding five new ways to enforce safety for teen users. So the first is improving technology to detect sexual sexually suggestive content. Second is adding new steps to its content level system, which is designed to prevent content with mature or complex themes from reaching 13 to 17 year olds. The third is investing in machine learning models to improve detection of sexually explicit, suggestive, or borderline content. The fourth, partnership with StopNCII.org to stop the spread of non-consensual imagery. And then finally, audience control features so that creators can restrict content to accounts over 18. I think it's under 18. Has rolled out in short form video. This was already available for live video, but it seems like they're doing it for other formats. So good for TikTok. I know they've faced scrutiny in the past for allowing certain content to be like yeah. shown in the feed. So yeah. we'll see. Positive stuff. Now it's time for this week's WTH. Misguided. I hated all of that. I'm like, who does that? <laughs> Just get rid of that. <laughs> Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about a trending digital marketing topic. What are we coming to? Honestly. See what had us asking. W-T-H. This week. Okay, we have a little segment segment here. Um, I have been waiting to get Nicole on the show so we could talk about something that we spotted in the wild. We have, and we probably shouldn't show the image, but we have mm -hmm. a client and we were researching their competitors' ads on LinkedIn. And Nicole sent me an example of an ad, and it says, get a 10-pound turkey when you demo competitor. Insert competitor name. This is, we've been talking about this for a while. It happened at the beginning of November. Which I, this is like a whole thing in like B2B mm -hmm. that I just think is so bizarre of like, even a, like it'll be like, book a demo and get a $100 gift card. Yeah, or like a Nintendo Switch, a wine cooler, like like random stuff. It just feels yeah. so like icky. I just whose job is it to mail out these turkeys? That's what we want to know. Mm -hmm. And like if you don't book all the demos, are they just like the office has a freezer full of turkeys? Yeah. Mm. What if my turkey is under 10 pounds? Mm. <laughs> I Do I get to complain? Yeah. Maybe it's only worth 10 British pounds. It's a very small turkey. What if the turkey's still alive? And you have to like keep it as a pet. They but do not say it'll arrive dead. Yeah. The picture would indicate so, but you, you can't believe everything you read online. And I also mm. just think it's weird because you're talking about like something that you would be buying for your company. Like it's a B2B product, but it's like <laughs> you personally are keeping the turkey. <laughs> like I... Like, you bring that home to your family. No, I think it's the next happy hour. You have a carving station. Oh, that's a good idea. So me and Nicole were just <laughs> brainstorming <laughs> some ideas that we think would be, like, a better offer. Mm. So my first thought was obviously hottest item of last year. Book a, a demo with me. Two Taylor Swift tickets, City of Your Choice. <gasps> that's, wow. That was on my list, concert tickets. 
That would get you some conversions. Yeah, but how many are you going to get? You can't fulfill these requests. You only, these are like really, really targeted ads. It's for Mm -hmm. people like that have been to your site and like visited the demo page, but not submitted the form or like, you know, the company they work for too Mm -hmm. is a good Mm -hmm. fit. It's very targeted. You don't just offer a 10 pound turkey to anyone. And you could create urgency with that. Like, that's true. Until we run out. Okay. Great point. Always marketing. Do you have any other good ones? A goldfish. <laughs> in a plastic bag from a fair? Yeah. Like that kind of goldfish. Why? It could be an office pet. How about I'll lakes. take your goldfish. No. <laughs> okay, so then. <laughs> Free goldfish pickup with purchase. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I think it's a big problem that we're offering like personal products, but it's a B2B thing. So that's what that's what feels weird. Yeah, I, but, but, the gold, gonna, but the goldfish is for the office. For the office. I just feel like no one is going to be motivated. Like, my office really needs a fish, but like, no, my family's See, hungry. Yeah, that's a terrible idea, Nicole. So my next <laughs> idea is, the remainder of my ideas are all work-related. So for people, this is a really tough time of year. I stole this from a meme. That was said to me by Jill Fetcher. This is a really tough time of year for people who promise to circle back in the new. <laughs> what if said competitor offered to circle back for you Ooh. in exchange for the demo? That's like, that's giving up control though. We like control as advertisers. Yeah. I just want someone to circle back for me. Okay. How about we just How make many this circle backs yeah. do you promise? Just one? No, it's like all of them. No. Of them. Anything else? Um, a sun lamp. Ah. Oh. Ooh, that would be used in your office. Mm -hmm. Okay, so maybe we'll try this strategy and just report back. And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for working hard or hardly working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. For me this week, sometimes it's really productive to just like schedule some time with people. And it's something that you could be working on separately. But if you just like sit down in a room, a conference room with like a common goal and hash it out, I believe Jess Bug calls them work sessions. It can be really It's not an original name, but yeah. (laughs) I know, but I I did that with with, um, Jill today about like a marketing o'clock task. And sometimes you just need to put it on the calendar because Mm. when you block off the time, you're going to get it done. So that's working hard for me this week. Jess? Hardly working for me is those like auto responses Google thinks that you want in your Gmail. So I was having an active conversation with a rep for an ad platform. I had requested a demo. I raised my hand. I said, I want to talk to you. We're going back and forth. And the person writes me this email that says, thank you for reaching out. I'm paraphrasing. Um, I'd love to hear more about your goals and your needs. Looking forward to your response. When can we meet? And the only responses that Google gave me are... I am not interested. I am not interested at this time. And I am no longer interested. And I'm sorry, but conspiracy theory, if those are the responses that you think I'm going to give, you are just trying to get me to not spend money on anybody else's platform, Google. And I think that that is completely rude. I haven't seen those responses with like the Google Ads team. No, it's probably like, yes, sign me Mm -hmm. up for all the things. Raise my budget. Mm -hmm. It's garbage. It's absolute garbage. And I will say, I pay attention to these a lot because they entertain me. And almost always, there's like two in one direction and one in the other. They always Mm -hmm. give you options to go either path. And in this case, they did not because I was talking to somebody that wasn't from Google about spending money. Rude. Mm -hmm. Nicole? 
So this is working hard and hardly working. The hardly working part is I still resent LinkedIn for not having an editor, Mm. um, which makes making a lot of ads at once really difficult. But working hard, and I don't know how it's taken me this long to realize, but you can export all your ads from LinkedIn, but it's like hidden. It's not where you download the like data from your ads. It's in a different place. Mm. And that allows me to see what UTMs look like expanded and in the platform they give you like this little viewing field and you feel like you can't like scroll to see the whole UTM. Wow. So sneaky. And now for this week's cool tool. As a reminder, our cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool. This week's cool tool is a collection of folks in PPC that you just got to see. It is the top 50 most influential PPCers of 2022 from the one and only Marketing O'Clock. Yes, it's from us, but nobody fuss. It's not self-promotion. Don't cause a commotion. Getting PPC insights from pros can be one of a good marketer's woes. So we put this together so you can follow birds of a feather. Get your PPC news however you choose. We have a page on our site if that feels right and a Twitter list. Well, you get the gist. I'm no Greg Finn. No rap battle I'll win. Not really bringing the noise, but you can still pick your poison. We'll have the link in our newsletter and on Discord too. Check this list out for a good PPC follow or two. Wow. Or 50. (laughs) That was a living hell. Here is the URL, marketingoclock.com slash top hyphen PPC slash 2022. And me and Greg sat down and like talked through the list and buttered everyone up. So congratulations to everyone. Thank you for your contribution to the news. Now it's time for our must read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week comes to us from Search Engine Land, and this is just a fun little bookmark for your year. They are making a search marketing history. So it's on this day in search history every day. Um, As you guys probably know, they have been reporting on search marketing since 2006. So they have all of this news archived, and you can just go in here and check any day and see what was happening this year in search history. So for example, for January 1st, they have Happy New Year Google Doodles and they go through all the Google Doodles of the year. And then is Google evil? Tipping point <laughs> since 2001. I think the answer is pretty getting pretty clear. Um, so this is just a really handy thing to bookmark. Thank you, Search Engine Land. And now onto our playlist of curated songs to work to. You can head over to playlist.marketingoclock.com to listen to Marketing a Playlist. Just bud, what will you be adding to the playlist this week? Ever a classic, Mr. Jones by The Counting Crows. My daughter has recently been getting really into Dolly Parton. <laughs> um, so I will be adding 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton. Nicole? And I'm throwing it back, Controversy by Prince. All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we cover. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. Welcome to this week's Shoot in the Hack. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just shoot the heck. 
thank you for doing that. We didn't find it out. <laughs> Always got you. Okay, Greg Finn is not here this week. So we are going to do something that he would absolutely hate. We're going to take a BuzzFeed quiz <laughs> as a group. The theme is everyone has a deodorant scent that matches their personality. Find yours. But here's the twist. We're going to try to answer the questions as if we're Greg and guess his deodorant scent. And Bod is off the table? Well, I mean, maybe that's the answer we'll get. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so we're channeling our inner Greg. Yeah. Okay. It's also a hot talk topic because me and Jess are always talking like sometimes on mic, sometimes off about how much this show makes us sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just really on brand. Yeah. Deodorant is clutch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the first question is how do you relax, which I feel like he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> okay. Meditate, take a shower or a bath, hang out with my pets, watch TV, read a book or go on a walk. He would meditate. If he had to do one of those things, does he meditate? He's though not, I've never heard. Him I would say mindfulness. Go on a walk. That's the closest C- you're gonna to get working to out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna go with go on a walk. You've been overruled. Okay, pick mm-hmm. a drink: tea, coffee, martini, soda, water, or milkshake. Coffee. Coffee. Bang cola soda. I know. <laughs> oh, oh, actually, oh, yeah. Yeah. Technically you're, a soda. Okay. He's right. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go with soda. Yeah. Nice. Pick a vegetable. Vegetables have carbs. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, broccoli, carrots, hot pepper. That's the one. Yep. Um, I don't know what this leafy green what? is. <laughs> what is it? It's some kind of leafy green. It looks like the field green salad. Oh, mm-hmm. these are pictures? Yeah. They're not listed. Yeah. This is how BuzzFeed is, okay? I forgot. Um, eggplant or peas? Pepper, right? Pepper. Yeah. Hot pepper, yeah. Pick a fruit. Lots of carbs. Yeah, no fruit for Greg. Pineapple, blueberry, apple, cherry, cantaloupe, or raspberry. You have to pick something. What has the least sugar? Cantaloupe? Yeah, that's probably mostly water. And like nobody likes cantaloupe, so I feel like he would. What's wrong with cantaloupe? There's like no flavor. flavor. Yeah, honeydew lovers over there. Okay, pick an animal. There's a dog on here. That actually looks like Greg's dog, rest in peace. So we're going to go with that. That's very sweet. What were the options? Okay, we could have picked <laughs> cat, bird, humpback whale. Should probably go with dog. Butterfly <laughs> or sea turtle. Oh, I feel like he'd have some weird reason yeah. to pick a sea turtle. But go with dog. You already did it. Okay, pick a dessert. Tiramisu. He, he can't eat dessert. I don't even know what this is. Creme brulee. You, you think that's creme brulee? It looks like hot chocolate. Um, donuts, like some kind of mm. tart, chocolate chip cookie, and cupcake. Donut. I feel like he's just like classic chocolate chip cookie. I think donut. Only if he's going to he ever eat the donuts that have been brought in once in a while. I just feel like if he's going to do it, he's going to do it. Okay. Okay. We'll go with Donut. Donut. You've known him the longest, Jess. Yeah, but I'm probably wrong. Okay. (laughs) Craig's deodorant scent is mixed berries. (laughs) (laughs) That shouldn't be a deodorant scent. That's Greg's. You have a sassy yet loving personality, but nobody wants to get on your bad side. 
What were the other options? I I'm seeing know. vanilla, rose, cherry blossom in These the comments. These aren't deodorant scents. <laughs> These are heat foods. No, 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 yeah. no. We're looking for like powder fresh, and white like linen, original. Berry yeah. was an option for the fruit, and we didn't pick it. Whatever. I beg to differ, BuzzFeed. Greg, please forgive, forgive us for that really amazing game. You weren't here to pick one. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Get well soon.